Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. The Fargo Christian Podcast's mission is to bring together and have open conversations with pastors, business owners, nonprofit workers, and truthfully anyone who has our same mission in mind, uniting the church. Each week we will have conversations surrounding one main question, what is God doing in your life? Will you laugh? Hopefully. Will you cry? Maybe. All we know is that Jesus clearly lays out his goal for the church in John 17, and we are doing our part to accomplish that. We hope you enjoy. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Hi. That is the lovely voice of Nick J. Budig. Wow, here I am. And I am Jordy Hutton, still. That's me. The one and only. The one and only. There's, the Lord giveth. There's not even that many Jordys in the world. Not none. Not none. Some famous ones. One famous one. Unless you count the Star Trek guy. Star Trek, um... I've never seen Star Trek, but people reference it to me a lot. And how do you respond? I go, ha yeah, hear that one a lot. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> um, but I've never seen it, and I have no idea what they mean. They say, Call me. oh, like Geordi LaForge, and I say, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. <laughs> never seen it. Is that spelled with a T? Probably. Geordi mm. Laforte. 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 To forge. Wow. So, yeah, I guess just uh, airing out some dirty laundry, perhaps. I've never seen Star Trek. I haven't either. Well. And I don't really plan on seeing it. Yeah. I'm not opposed to seeing it. I just... just hasn't happened. Um, I also... I haven't seen Star I think I've seen these two. Did, yeah, two you Star saw Wars? one of them out of order or something. Maybe one of them. Yeah. Um, I am completely opposed to seeing the movie Paddington. That's that, uh, like, is that the little bear movie or yeah. whatever? <laughs> yeah. I just, I saw an ad for it and I just, I'm not going to see that. I just refuse to ever watch that movie. What was your turnoff? Um, the trailer made it seem like the exact same story as the movie Elf. Just with a bear instead of a man that thinks he's an elf. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I know anything bes- about Paddington besides that it's a bear movie. Yeah. So... I have seen Elf, though. Yeah, so the bear, like... It, like, starts off and he lives in the North Pole... And he, like, travels through the candy cane forest and Uh-oh. early twirly gumdrops and through the Lincoln Tunnel to find his dad. Uh, um, just kidding. That's... <laughs> to say, wow, <laughs> that's Elf. That's, uh, sounds identical to Elf. <laughs> no, but he does, like... They. It seems... I've never seen it, so it seems like the family isn't sure about if they want to have him there. Then they fall in love with having him there. And then oh, like uh, what's that one rat movie? Ratatouille. Um, Stuart Little. 
No, Stuart Little. I haven't seen that in so long. I've oh. seen it, but it's just it's been a hot, hot minute. Moist second. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that a thing. Um, I'm uh, I'm not actually sure what uh, the Lincoln Tunnel is, so I'm kind of looking it up right now. What? What is the Lincoln Tunnel? It's the tunnel in New York City. You have to go through the Lincoln Tunnel to get into the city. See, I've never been to New York or the surrounding areas. It takes like... It takes a long time to get through the Lincoln Tunnel. That makes sense, because I was uh, Googling it, and I just kept getting these New York references, so I kept yeah deleting those and trying to get North Pole. And it's, uh, it takes between it 20 sense. and 30 minutes to get through the tunnel. Why? Dare I say, the biggest tunnel in the world, because it's really long. The biggest tunnel in the world? I don't know, probably. Wow, someone looked that up. Should I? I'm I'm about to. Do you uh also, do you do any of those games when you go through tunnels? Like hold your breath. Hold your breath or honk your horn or throw close your eyes while you're driving. The window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, only, <laughs> the only one I've played is try to hold your breath. Okay. Yeah, it's probably the least uh, dangerous one. Yeah. Unless you're going through the Lincoln Tunnel, because 20 minutes is a long time to not breathe. Yeah. Unless you're um, one of those deep divers. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, the octopus teacher. So, documentary guy. The Lincoln Tunnel is On not Netflix. The longest tunnel in the world. The long tu- longest tunnel in New York? It is the longest one in New York. Oh, you know what, though? Mm. This is including water supply tunnels. So, like, not just transport tunnels. Right. But they're transporting molecules of water. Right. Um, the longest... Metro tunnel is in China. Gotta be like Dupe China. Interesting. Um, Because you know what I just found? And then the second one's in China. Then South Korea, Um, Singapore, China. I think we have some controversies on here. Why's that? Because the longest tunnel I see is in Norway. What? Well, Lardal, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it no here. No one knows. One of the seven wonders of the world. <laughs> Where is the longest tunnel? Someone help us out. <laughs> um, What's the longest tunnel you've ever been in? Me? For Jordy, it's been the Lincoln yeah, Tunnel. Yeah, the Lincoln Tunnel. Do you Unless think you count water you... supply tunnels. <laughs> you've been through a lot of those. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I've never been through a water supply tunnel. I, uh, those, uh, what are those things called, um, under roads? Culverts? Culverts. Um, <laughs> I used to, me and my friends, we'd, we'd, whenever he, he lived by, we, there was one on his road 
up to his house in the country, and we'd always go in there, and we're always told that they collapse all the time, um, which they don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was just really scared of them for most of my life that they're gonna collapse when I drove. Are you sure they on don't? top of them? Well, not as frequently as his mo- as his mom told me. I think it was just more of a way so we wouldn't just run off and hide in a uh, a short culvert under a road. Sure. Um, I was just I just started googling culvert stuff, and we don't need to go down that <laughs> rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> We've done enough cylinder talk for the day. Culvert trail. Yeah. That culvert trail is really just a tunnel. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Picking what you're putting down. You feel. (laughs) Um, Man. Yeah. Yeah, on playgrounds, I remember those. What? You never had a... um, at the school I went to, yeah. they uh, had culverts on the playground to play in. Actual culverts? <laughs> yeah, well, ones they took. I don't know if they were used ones or they're just extras, but they're just in our playground, and we're. I remember playing in them all the time. Were you supposed? It's to? kind of. A, yeah, they're on the on the play playground. They collapse. Uh, not the ones on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That seems dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably, but uh, you know, growing up, they didn't. Uh, back in my day, they didn't care too much about child safety. Right. Way back, way back when. Yeah. Hop on the bike at sunrise, sit in the culvert till dusk. Yep. Go home, <laughs> eat dinner, go to bed, repeat. You know, seventies kids. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Um. Nick, how how was your Easter? Um, it was really good. Good. Church church was was really good. Um it's uh it's kind of uh I think I think it's it was it's Easter Easter was kind of the what that was like the big first first big holiday that we that we missed because of COVID last year. Oh for sure. everyone. Yep. Um, and especially church related, it was like online and all that. And so it was, uh, it kind of felt like, the, we're kind of able to, to have some, have some Jesus fun again. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. It was really fun having church, being able to do that. I was super sick on good Friday because I was oh, injected yeah. with, uh, the mark of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, oh boy! I got my uh, COVID shot, and so I was super sick on Good Friday, so I missed that. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. I uh, had a great meal at a great friend's house. Mm. Um, Jordy, Jordy's house. Jordy was the great friend. Um, Lauren made a great meal. Yeah. Lauren did make the great meal, and so it was. It was really fun. I was. Uh, I always like Easter because. I really like ham, and I think Easter is the best representation of ham. <laughs> that is true. There's almost always ham at Easter. Um, I had ham twice that day. Really? Yeah, because, well, so we spent Friday, Saturday with my brother 
and his wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we were driving home, because we were having people over for dinner Easter Sunday night, um, we got to the like the literal literal fork in the road. We had mm-hmm. one mile to decide if we're going straight home or if we're going to do a little detour to go see Lauren's parents for lunch. Um, and like you said, you know, Easter was the last holiday or the first holiday that we missed last year. So it was kind of hard not to be with family and, you know, we, we like did Easter over Zoom and it was good, but weird. Um, yeah. You know, anyway, so I think we just felt like we were kind of missing out on that and just missing family and, um, so we decided to go right instead of left, take the road way less traveled because literally yeah. I've never been on that road. That's fun. Um, That's always exciting. Yeah. And we had lunch really quick and then hopped back in the car and came home. Um, but then we had ham on Sunday night as well because when I invited Nick over for dinner, um, <laughs> I thought, I'm going to ask him to do something that just seems so unreasonable as the person hosting. So I invited him over, and he said, yeah, I don't have plans. And then I said, great, we'll host if you want to make a ham. Because that just seemed like the least reasonable thing to ask Nick to do. And then Nick came with a ham. <laughs> the the transportation of the ham. That was so funny. <laughs> Uh, can I paint a picture or do you want to tell? No, you can paint the picture. Um, I was experiencing it. I didn't really see it. Yeah. So let's first off picture a motorcycle. A lot of people listening to this know who Josh Lorenz is. For those that do not know who Josh Lorenz is, he is by a lot the strongest person I know. Um, and he makes a, a full-size motorcycle seem like a pretty small thing. Yeah. He's just a yeah. big, strong person. Um, and then Nick, if you have ever seen Nick, is not the, the biggest person I've ever seen. No. Nope. Um, and Nick was riding on the back of the motorcycle. And the ham he made in, the, in an Instant Pot. Yep, and the pot was hot, so he wrapped <laughs> it, it super hot. <laughs> he wrapped it in a towel, and sat on the back of the motorcycle, holding the, holding it in his lap, like a little, like a teddy bear almost. It was honestly is one of the cutest things I've ever seen, and but it wasn't. Well, I know why it wasn't. Because it wasn't Josh Link. It wasn't Josh Link. Yeah, but it was up there. It was, it was had potential. Darn adorable, and the and the ham was good. That's good. I was nervous. Yeah. No, you crushed it. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. You. I was half joking when I said I would. Yeah. I really like. I had. We made. I mean, we made meatballs and potatoes, a full meal. <laughs> really good. We had no, <laughs> like. Not once did I think, "What if Nick actually brings a ham?" It just, that was clearly a joke and nick knows not to bring ham but then he brought a ham i always bring ham <laughs> i thought about bringing pineapple oh lauren would have loved and that then i thought about i thought i saw a recipe for pineapple and ham 
And I said, nope, too much work. Well, you need like two years to grow the pineapple. Yeah. And then like, that's a lot of time. I don't think we have the habitat for that all. Um, but pineapples are finicky. You you said it looked like I was holding a baby or a teddy bear. Um, I did think on our drive back, um, we took a long route, uh, a detoured route, because Josh doesn't know what uh, turn turn left means and just goes straight. <laughs> uh, so we took a detoured route, and I was there was a couple of times where I was uh, a little concerned that someone might have mistaken that that pot to be a baby. Mm, yeah. That would be <laughs> concerning. <laughs> so I was a little I was a little nervous about it. So I was glad I got home in time and only had a few burns so from the pot. I guess maybe a little advice to kick off the the serious portion of the podcast. I know there's some new parents out there listening. Um holding your baby in your lap on the back of a motorcycle is not the best idea. It's not ideal. It's not what Jesus would do. No, it's not. Um, you know, and I don't like to be, I don't like to be the guy that tells you what not to do. But I'm, I can very comfortably just say, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just not, not a good idea. A lot of fun things and safe things to do with a baby. You shouldn't do those. <sighs> not, uh, not on the back of a motorcycle. Yeah. So, not that you came here for parenting advice, but you got it. That, that's free to uh, non-parents. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> to non-parents. Um. Well, on that serious note, um, I do. Uh, I am kind of excited about the conversation today. Um, yeah. And we were just talking about Easter. Um. So I what I want to I want to spend a little time talking about what Easter is and why do we even celebrate Easter? And mm. you know, you mentioned that Easter is one of your favorite holidays. Um and you said it's because of ham and ham is great. Um but I like I think that I'm not far off in saying that Easter is one of if not your favorite holidays. For other reasons. Yeah. And it is my favorite holiday. I decided that this year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but so, Nick, why don't, what, I mean, what is Easter? Let's just start there in case there's someone. Do you want to go to the very basic of it? Yeah, very basic of it. Um, well, Easter is, is the day that Jesus rose um, from the tomb, rose from rose from the dead. Um, so obviously we, we can't. Can't have an Easter without a Good Friday, which um, is very important. That we'll, I mean, we will. I mean, it's important to talk about Good Friday. Um, Easter is more than just a Sunday; it's the it's the whole capsule of it all. Um, so, Good Friday was when Jesus was was on the cross and put in the tomb, um, and Easter was when he rose from the dead in victory um, after shedding his blood for our salvation, shedding his blood for our freedom, and. Uh, Bridging, bridging the the gap, so we could uh, have a relationship with with God without the uh, sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so important to, um, you know, I've had I've had some conversations with people the last couple of weeks where we 
just talk about like how to attain freedom. Um, Mm -hmm. And I say freedom like very loosely. You know, I'm, I'm like, there are people who are like, we're not talking about like freedom from prison and we're not talking about freedom from, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's so, it's so beautiful. And, and the reason that I love Easter so much is just like realizing, I think realizing everything that comes with that, that gift, that salvation. And, um, you know, all of the sin of, of everyone. Yeah. Um, humanity. And I, you know, that getting into, gets into Calvinism a little bit. Um, you know, so we might have some people that are, uh, just shouting in their car, limited atonement, limited atonement. at us. Um, and you know, there's, there's like, there's good arguments for limited atonement. I don't know where I fall on that. Um, but, but what does, what salvation does, whether you're Calvinist or not, um, is it just gives you that free, that free gift of eternal life and that salvation. And, and not only that, but right now, and this is what I've been realizing over the last year is it is hope and assurance for today because I know whatever today brings, whatever tomorrow brings, the quote-unquote absolute worst possible outcome according to our world is that something happens and I die and I go to heaven. And I know I'm going to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, that is that is Easter. That's why we mm-hmm. celebrate Easter. That's why... It's such an important day for for Christians, you know. Um, yeah, I also I used to believe that uh, every year on Good Friday Jesus died, like it was a repeating process. Yeah, like he dies every year. That's good. And then he comes and comes back to life again every year. Um, which it's in rem- it's in remembrance, you know. Yeah, just in case there's anyone out there who thought as I did. I thought my grandparents knew Jesus on a picture level growing up because they had a picture of Jesus mm-hmm. with the with the babies, and I thought one of them was my grandparents. <laughs> so we've all been there before. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Did you ever tell anyone like, "Oh yeah, my grandparents met Jesus." Uh, there's a I think picture, I, like Jesus came over when they were. Three. I'm I'm sure I'm sure I told people. That's so funny. I thought he was like just some famous, famous dude, say famous pastor, that saved our sins, saved our yeah, saved us from our sins. Um. So, I was one of the one of the best things that I've done in the last in the last year mm-hmm. um, is I wrote a paper about salvation and 
I, I did that because of my my licensing program and the classes that I'm taking. I it was a requirement, um, so I don't just write write papers for fun. But um, or I should I don't write doctrinal doc, doctrinal statement papers for fun. I do write for fun. <laughs> um, big difference. Yeah, there is a big difference. Um, but going through just every little detail of salvation was just game changing for me. Um, you know, and, and looking, even going back to like the creation story in Genesis and um, I guess more specifically the fall of man in Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. Um, like you read that story and I wish I had my Bible with me. Um, but I forgot it downstairs. Oh. But you read the you read the story of the fall of man, and you know Eve. Eve was tempted. The serpent came in and um, tempted Eve to eat the fruit off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, um, mm-hmm. and she did. And that was one of one of God's instructions to not do that. Like, do not eat of the tree um, in the middle of the garden. And they did, and um, they instantly felt shame. They instantly were aware that they were naked. Um, yeah. You know, so, like, sin entered the equation in that moment. Um, but so what I think is, what I think is interesting, too, this is why I wish I had my Bible and my phone is at like three percent, so this might not. Oh. This might not make it, folks. Um, get you on the edge of your seats early, I guess. I'm already on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Um. But as Jesus is, as God is talking to Adam and Eve after the fall. Um. So this is this is God's, this is God talking to. Um, the serpent, and then to Eve. He says, first to the serpent, because you have, you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Um, so that right there, when God is talking to the serpent, is his first, um, maybe almost the first like foreshadowing of his plan for redemption. Mm-hmm. That the son, the offspring of the woman, will ultimately defeat the offspring of the serpent. Um, But then to the woman, and well, to Adam and Eve, I should say, um, the you know there'll be pain in in labor and in childbirth, and um, thorns and thistles shall bring forth, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By sweat, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread um, until you return to the ground, and so on. Um, but what I also think is really 
I've never noticed it until this week when I was rereading, or I guess last week leading up to Easter when I was rereading this. Um, Mm -hmm. The end of chapter 3, starting in 22, it says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. So when he says one of us, um, Bible scholars basically believe that God is talking to the heavenly court, to the angels. Um, So he says, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man and at the east of the garden at the east of the garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Um, so I've I've read that so many times. I've read that literally every time I've tried to read the Bible in a year, which is a bunch. Um, but what I've never noticed is the act of love that God is putting forth in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because with sin now entering the equation, if if we were to eat the if we were to eat the fruit of the tree of life and live forever, yeah. we would live forever in a sinful, terrible world. And I just, I've never put that together. Just the love, the love that it actually was showing when he kicked Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, I've always thought that it's like part of the punishment and like the biggest part of the punishment because the Garden of Eden is this beautiful place and, like it is, and there is obviously a little bit of punishment to it too, but ultimately yeah. it's good, and ultimately it's loving, because we still have the opportunity to be reconciled to God through the death of Jesus, and we still have the opportunity to see, or to be with Him for eternity in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really beautiful story, and a really beautiful, like, loving Father, you know? Yeah. Like being willing to remove Adam and Eve from this beautiful garden that he made for them. Mm-hmm. Because he loves them enough to know that it's not good for him anymore. It's not good for them to be surrounded by that, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I was just talking to a to a friend in, about this uh, yesterday. Um, we were just talking about um, how, how, how simple it is for us to say that 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 God is love, yeah. But how hard it is for us to to um, intentionally like acknowledge it all the time, yeah. Because um, I think so many of the times we look at Him as just like a teacher, as a disciplinarian, as Lord and our Savior, which He all is. Um, but just the 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 idea of of what's behind the the wrath of God, behind the justice of God, and the mercy of God is is all love. Um, and like you said, like that he he removed them from a beautiful garden that he made for them, um, something that he created for them, to in order to protect them because he knew what's best for him or them. And obviously that that 
that translates to, to all of us because of what God knows best for us. Um, and sometimes like it's, it's as simple as saying like we, 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 we don't like where we're going, but we, but we know God has, has best intentions for us and, yeah. and out of, out of love, he does it for us. Right. And, um, I mean the, the, obviously the, the Easter, Good Friday, the resurrection of Jesus, um, kind of is is the proof in the is the proof of the pudding of that and the vindication of of how good God is um that he had us even though it seems like we were we were so separated from him um he he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us um and i think it, there's it's just countless times just reminds us of the love of God and that that God is love um, which I think is, is something that, that I, I, I personally have need to constantly remind myself and, and intentionally remember that, that his intentions, his plans, his, his desires is, is, is all, is all love. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean. Easter, I really, I was reading in Matthew as you were just finishing that up because I was trying to get to a point. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just going to skip it. You know what I'm saying? All right. And save that for another day. I'll save that bad boy for another day. Um, but, you know, my, my father-in-law showed me this video that his church sent out um, that was basically saying like, you know, Friday is a good Friday, but the whole, the whole video is basically saying like, what is good about Friday? Like what's good about this day? And it, it's such a cool video. I might, I'll maybe link it into our notes. Um, is it that video? It's like a poem. It is like a poem. And it, goes down and then goes back up yeah that's the one i saw that one yeah, yeah. um yeah so I'll, I'll i'll link it in the show notes because i don't want to do it a disservice because it is like it's really it's powerful. super powerful it is incredibly powerful um yeah and i could explain it or you could just watch it and you could like fully understand rather than not understand really at all so yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah thanks <laughs> i think you do a great job at explaining it but well I tell my tennis kids literally probably two times a week that I need to work on being more clear because there are so many times where I like explain a drill and say go and then they just like look at me like what are what what are we doing or they like do something really wrong but understandable based on the way that I described it. Mm-hmm. I just talk so much that, and everyone on this that has ever listened to our podcast knows I just talk a lot. No one knows I better than that. Ricky and Julie fear. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about that on the podcast. <laughs> I just talked nonstop as we drove to Wisconsin. So they got seven and a half hours of me rambling. It, seven but, and a half hours of Georgia time. It's, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> That is a lot. 
So anyway, um, that's good though. So as we're as we're kind of closing, maybe not necessarily closing closing thought, but we're maybe starting our descent here. Mm-hmm. Um, what let's say that someone this Easter season in the last couple of weeks Easter season is either new to their faith or they went to a church service and realized that they needed to recommit their life to Christ. Mm-hmm. So let's say that that happened to someone listening to this podcast. What would you say is a next step? Ooh, like one um, next step. Tell someone. Um, that's uh, whenever I close out at church. I that's I always just want to make that so important is to tell someone. Let yeah. someone know. Um, let let a friend know. Let 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 the pastor know. Let just let someone know. Let a, let someone some. There's a reason you went to church. Um, and it's someone. Someone's been praying for you. Someone brought you. Um, you took someone to church. Um, but there's a reason you're there. Uh, and and. And, I, and just tell someone like we're called to not be not do this alone. This this yeah. journey, this this this, uh, not to be too like too Christianese, but this journey, this walk, this relationship with God. We're not called to do this alone. We're called to do it in community. Um, I mean, going back to the Genesis, God created Eve because because He didn't want Adam to be alone. Right. He doesn't want you to be alone. He doesn't want you to to feel like you're all just on this journey by yourself. So please just tell someone. Let somebody know yeah. that uh, you made that decision because I mean. <clears throat> just having having a community is 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 the church the church right. is all about community it's all about the body and so letting someone know letting someone know just is makes a world of difference yeah yeah and you know if you're listening to and it's like well who do i talk to um i will personally vouch for literally every person that we've had as a guest on this podcast mm-hmm. so if any of them you know, it could be them. If you yeah. know me, if you know Nick, it could be one of us. Um, or get connected to a church if you aren't mm-hmm. connected to a church. Um, yeah. Because the, really the beauty and the importance of church is community. And the encouraging, the encouragement that happens in community, the sharpening that happens in community um you know, the, we're called to be witnesses and we're called to make disciples. So if you are new to your faith, you have been witness to. And now you start the process of being discipled. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you'll start discipling people, which is also really exciting. Um, But, you know, every piece is beautiful. And, you know, don't, don't rush through it and like suddenly feel like you're not doing enough because you're not discipling others. Like that's obviously mm-hmm. our goal is to get there. But yeah, once, once salvation, like salvation is a moment, right? It is a moment and you're saved. But then discipleship is the rest of your life. Yeah. And sanctification is the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's I mean, there's there's so many differences 
between discipleship and sanctification. But yeah, like to put it extremely simply, discipleship is growing closer to Christ through a relationship with another person. And sanctification is growing closer to Christ through trusting the Holy Spirit to work in you and help you grow. And you need both. Yeah, I mean, it's so. It's 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 just the. um, If you are a Christian, you've you've heard of the 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 cup analogy, um, getting poured into and 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 pouring out, Um, you. You like you need both. You can't pour out if you're not getting poured into, and if you're getting poured into, you're just you're just a overflowing cup of water that's not doing anything. Right. Um. So, and I think the other thing with like this with discipling, um. I mean, it, honestly, if if you accepted Christ, or decide that have that relationship with Him this past week, today, or what what not, whenever, um. Just by telling people is is honestly discipling. It's honestly it's it's our testimonies are is one of our biggest tools in discipleship and, yeah. and just telling someone that, that you made that decision, um, whether they're Christian or not, um, is is a huge opportunity. Um, for for them and, 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 and for you. It's a it's a step of faith yeah. to let someone know that you made that decision. So um, I think we both just really encourage the community aspect of, of the next step here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, telling stories is an act of worship, mm-hmm. you know, like it just, what is, what God is doing in your life is a form of worshiping God and just like being willing to tell people and being willing to like believing that God is going to be glorified in all of the really good, all of the really bad, and all of the really mundane. Mm-hmm. And just telling those stories and beautiful things, like God is doing beautiful things all around you. and um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's so much more that we could say. Um, but I don't, like... I really want to just keep it to the basics because yeah. one, um, if you're new to it, the basics are what you need. Um, but two, Actual. I think, you know, I think it's just a good reminder for everyone, you know, sometimes just going back to this simple truths of the gospel and mm-hmm. like, I kind of joked about the nuance of Calvinism back and whatever. the heart. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, not to say that's a bad conversation. It's not a bad conversation to have. And you should mm-hmm. wrestle with what you believe the Bible to say and how you interpret the Bible. But, um, you know, ultimately, salvation is the most important part of our faith. Mm-hmm. And without it, like, we are... We're not inherently evil, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, we are inherently evil, but then Christ comes into us and cleanses us, cleanses us, sets us free. Yeah. Um. I, that's, I feel good about that, Nick. That's. I mean, yeah. I I think that was. I think it's, it's a good topic. 
I could talk. Yeah. Um, so anybody out there listening, mm-hmm. um, connect with somebody, reach out to us, um, you know, hit us up on Instagram. We're, uh, we're not big enough as a podcast that we won't respond to DMs. I know there are a lot of podcasts that just won't even look at them, but we'll respond. We'll respond so fast as soon well, as I as soon as see it. Which <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't know when that'll be because I don't have Instagram on my phone, so it's pretty much just when I think of it, and I happen to have access to Lauren's phone. <sighs> well, so within the week, <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't think we're ghosting yeah, you. We're not. We're not ghosting you. We're holy, holy ghosting you. No, I don't like that. No, I don't like that joke. Cancel. Take that one back. <laughs> that didn't mean anything. It just <laughs> supposed to be a pun, and it was bad. Yeah, well, so, we can't all be perfect. Sorry, everybody. As John Seavely would say, can't win them all. Can't. I said some of them out. Yep. Um. Well. Happy Monday. I hope you all have a wonderful week in what likely will be the last cold week of the next six months. Hopefully. Hopefully. Depending where you're at. Yeah, that's true. It could be in Curacao. Yeah, I know we've got some Siberian listeners. It's real cold there. Yeah, so wherever you're at, hopefully it's uh, improved weather from here on out for the next six months. Yeah. Cool. Well, have I already said this. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Uh, <laughs> here's a great example of us not knowing exactly how to end podcasts. Uh, I don't think we ever will. No, probably not. One day we'll maybe come up with a plan. <laughs> but for now, we don't Listen to us ramble. One. Try to find a good thing to end on, and I think it's this. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And you can find us on Instagram at Fargo Christian or at your local coffee shop. We just might be there.